Welcome to the Heart of Healing, the good news episodes. In these episodes, we will speak with people who are helpers, who are positive, compassionate, and who bring a bit of good news into our lives these stressful times. Listen with an open heart to those who are offering their hearts and talents to all of us. It is our hope that each of these episodes will bring a smile to your face and hope to your heart. And I'm very happy today to have as our guest, Hans Hansen, who is a National College Advisor. Hello, Hans. Well, hello, Tom. It's great to be here with you. Thank you. Nice to have you here. So in today's world, since I've been out of college for a while, what does the National College Advisor do and and what is it you love about it? Well, there, there are plenty of things that I do like applications and essays and things like that with students, finding the right colleges for students, connecting them with the key decision makers. Those are things that I do, but I live to turn kids' dreams into reality. I started this uh, about 17 or 18 years ago after listening to many parents complain that nobody helped them through the college process. On one sunny afternoon in May of 2003, I decided I'm going to spend the rest of my life uh, teaching kids how to take ownership of their life. And I'm going to use college as the platform for doing it. If I can teach kids how to take ownership of their life to internalize their needs and access their deep internal passion. Wow, that's then they can do whatever they would like. Their pathway to success and satisfaction is predictably good. If I can get them to access and teach them how to express. Right. So that's I live every day to do that. And I love doing that because I get on Zoom calls, Tom, with people from around the world. I see these young kids. I see their smiles. I can feel their uh, energy. They get energy from me. We inspire each other to 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 identify our pathway forward, uh, get on the track, and take appropriate action. Now, I work. I work to help yeah. save parents tens of thousands on college costs. Well, I need to ask about that. I used to be a parent. I'm mean, still a parent, but I used to have college age kids. How in the world do you save money for people? Well, there are tangible ways and then there are intangible ways. The tangible ways are to identify colleges that fit within their final, uh, their their budget for college, keep them within that budget, but we still look at colleges that might cost 10 or 20 or 30,000 more, colleges that I know I can get scholarships from if I can get students to do certain things. Right. Uh, and if I can get students to do certain things, maybe we can get an extra twenty or twenty-five or thirty thousand dollars a year in scholarships that parents are not going to get on their own. If I can do that, I can save parents a hundred thousand dollars, tangible dollars. Now, intangible is I work with kids to work towards graduating on time, which means in four years, in a meaningful degree. So the average time, Tom, that it takes to graduate in a four-year degree is actually over five and a half years. That's the national average. Right. There's not a parent in the country who budgets for five years or five and a half years 
for the undergraduate degree. So even once the, the, the kids go to college, I work with the kids to keep them on track for graduating on time and a meaningful degree. Even if they change their major, that can be okay. We're always tracking to on time, meaningful. Now, meaningful degree means it might lead to a desired outcome like a job. So in today's times, Tom, I'm here to say that, you know, I, I know that 80% of the college graduates might go home unemployed, but 20% who do it right, uh, who follow my lead through this process. I just met with a student this morning starting a $120,000 a year job with a $40,000 signing bonus. That is, that is available to all these college grads if they do things right throughout the process, which means taking ownership. If they take ownership, it means once they go to college, they connect with the professors. They're on a first name basis in their academic department with the, with the people who own the opportunities. How they, do you help them with that? That's a beautiful point you just made. And you get to talk to the professors, you know, work with them. But many kids, I was myself, maybe not shy, but I wasn't as outgoing as some. How do you help them to get there? Hey, Tom, I bet easily three quarters of my kids are more shy than you were. Right. Uh, but yet, what's I've worked with these kids, we create like an emotional bond. And if I ask them to do something, they will do it. If, if I ask them how they feel, they will tell me. I don't ask them what they like or don't like. So in my conversation with college students, two or three or four weeks before they head off, they know that within two months, they're required to go into their academic department of study and introduce themselves and volunteer to help a professor. Now, there's not a kid on the planet who, who wants to do that. They'd right. rather go to college and hook up with a sorority or fraternity. I'm saying hook up with your academic department of study because when you do, you get research assignments, you get study abroad assignments, you get internships, and then ultimately you get access to the good jobs. Right, right. That's taking ownership. Now, Tom, if you want to go to bed at two o'clock in the morning and wake up at 12 o'clock in the morning, uh, the next morning, the next day, hey, don't bother talking to me. I'm not interested because those kids are not taking ownership. Right. If you're willing to get up in the morning and do the things that you need to do, then you can take ownership of your outcome and you can achieve these tremendous, Tom, tremendous jobs and tremendous opportunities that exist today that never existed before. Fascinating. Well, let me back up a little bit. What did you do before this? Because it sounds like you were, you know, a, a speaker or a coach or, a, you know, a therapist. Well, because you have this energy about you and you talk about having people share their feelings. Not a usual situation when you talk about college entry. How, what were you doing before that led you to this or what led you to this? I think it, I think I was born with it. Uh, I think that uh, through my younger days, I spent five years in the Air Force. I spent five years as a CPA. Then I worked 
in a business, a small business uh, with my dad. We went from 13 employees to 45 and then we sold it and we sold it. And that's what allowed me to get into this work. But I always knew one thing, Tom. Uh, I also coached baseball and uh -huh. I coached towards the, the, the kids who weren't as good. I gave them extra time and extra attention. When I worked in the business, I spent more time with the employees that are on the lower level, let's say, uh, of, of the production chart. So I always had a feeling for, for people who may have some struggles in their life, but they're willing to work hard. They're willing to be a team player. Uh, they're willing to show up every day and do the best they can. So I do think that, you know, we, we hear people talk about leading with empathy, right? But that's easy for people to say it's not easy to do. But in our lives, Tom, if we can wake up every morning and lead with empathy, not just in our work, but if we go to the grocery store and we're checking out and, and we ask the, the, the person at the, the checkout counter, you know, call them by name, ask them how they're doing validate them tom the secret in life today do we you know uh part of healing the essence to what you do runs through validating the feelings of others when you validate the feelings of others you boost their self-esteem you boost the trust with them they, they will access their passion desires and they will express themselves. Right. But validating others is not a common trait in our society, as I bet you would agree. I would not only agree, I would say it's what's missing. One of the things that's really missing from our society. It's right. And when I'm working with 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 year olds, that's, that's my main group. Number one is parents, because I'm a parent, you're a parent. We're parents. We're not in the business of validating necessarily our kids' feelings. We may think we do, but that's not really what parents do. Now, when these kids go out in the public, they go to school. Their teachers are not validating them. There aren't any authorities out there validating them. Maybe in athletics, there can be a coach that validates them or in music and dance, there can be instructors that validate them. And people in coaching or teaching, if they validate the other person, number one, they'll be much better what they do. But number two, you reap the rewards of the outcome. So I, I benefit every day and every month of every year with the results and the outcomes of these kids right well you so, know those coaches and teachers who do what you're talking about have bigger classes have great demand to be in their classes have a waiting list to be in their classes whereas others don't but because that's vital what you do right it might not be because they're a great coach or they're a great teacher it's because the kids or the athletes or the musicians are made to feel good they're made to feel worthy right well you know it depends on what your definition of great is if great is how many games you won or how many tickets you sold that's not great that's big or something but if you in inspire people if you 
help people have self-esteem. That's great. So Tom, you just used two of my like four things every day, daily intentions. If I'm in the field of service, anybody who's in the field of service does the same thing that I do. They're in the same business as me. They just use a different platform than my platform is college. Other people's platform might be financial services or consulting. But if you're going to be in the field of service, I wake up with four intentions. Help people learn something every day. Number two, share some insight with people. Number three, make people feel something. And four, what you just said, inspire people to take action. The great teachers or coaches or mentors or advisors inspire people to take action. My job is to inspire parents and kids to take action. I'm going to give you a quick example. One of my students from Quito, Ecuador last year wanted to go to uh, Cornell. He's not quite the Cornell student. The father says, what is the one thing I can do more than anything else right now? It was October of the senior year. And I said, get your son, get him on a plane, come to Cornell on a Monday and plan to stay until Friday and spend that week meeting everybody. And he said, okay, we'll do it. Well, three months later, he got the acceptance letter. So if we inspire them to take action, that parent was willing to take action, get on a plane, fly to the United States, spend a week in, in, in Ithaca, New York at Cornell University, and it paid off. So that's, we're in the business of inspiring people to take appropriate action. That's great to know. Now, it this last two and a half years, we've had this little thing called, you know, the pandemic. How, that seems to have affected everybody, and particularly college students. You know, we're getting into college, being in college, succeeding in college. How's, how has that affected you, and how have you dealt with that? Well, we, I could probably go on for a long time on that Don't subject. Have a half how, hour. But, right, <laughs> right. But what we know is kids got isolated. They got isolated from their friends. And uh, and parents saw this and witnessed this. And what I know, I know two things. Number one, there's there's a lot of, you know, we can call it mental illness, a lot of depression, a lot of uh, mental health issues that, are, that have come out of COVID. And in my life, particularly with kids, because the kids who I worked with, couldn't go to college two years ago, even though they were getting ready to, colleges shut down. It was devastating for them. Kids in 11th grade or 12th grade, it was devastating for them. They couldn't have graduation. They couldn't do all these things. But my theme was, uh, we could complain, you know, COVID has devastated every community on the planet, one way or the other. And, And my community is no exception, but I have big ambitions and I'm not going to let COVID derail my ambitions. So for two and a half years, the theme was COVID is bad, really, really bad, but it's not going to derail our ambitions. Now, what I've seen on a positive note, Tom, is for five years ago, more than anything else, parents would call me and they would say, I want, 
I want these colleges. I want my kid to study these majors. It was all about what the parents wanted. Uh, and I have found coming out of COVID, parents are starting to change. And I think that they felt the pain of their kids. I think parents much more today, they call me and they say, I want my child to go to their right college, to study their right major, to live their right life. Well, that's beautiful. I love to hear that. It's a big transformation. And I will only work with families whose parents have that mindset. So it, this has to be in my life every day about the child, not about the parent. We know as parents, we, 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 we finance these things. We have our interests and desires, but here you have these young, young wonderful creatures on the planet uh, who have a lot of uh, unique qualities about themselves and they have their own interests and passions and desires to live. And I think all of our collective, when I say team, the team is me and me and the parents is as a team, we have to, we have to bring this out in the child and we have to uh, uh, empower them and guide them and direct them to live the life that they want to live for themselves for the right reasons. And yes, parents have to put some parameters and boundaries on things, but no longer is it acceptable to me for parents to say, I want my child to go to this college because it's the name college and I could go on Facebook and I can broadcast to all my friends what a great parent I am because my child's going to this college over here. I just want parents to say, my kid, my kid is at the right college, studying the right major in the right environment for their success and satisfaction. Do you find that when you meet these kids, that they know what college they want to go or the kind of college they want to go to? Not, a, not, in, the, not in the slightest bit. Yes, not in the least bit. They have no idea. They don't have any idea about the landscape or the environment or the influences or the influencers. They're all swayed by what everybody else says for them. And I say, I don't care what anybody else says for you. I don't care what your guidance counselor says. What does your guidance counselor know about you? Uh, all they can do is match the colleges that they want for you. They never, all those other people never ask, what do you want for yourself? And of course they wouldn't know. So we go through what I call exploration, self-discovery and realizations. It's a three-step process for kids to come to learn what they want for themselves, whether it's a job one day, whether it's a study program one day, whether it's a college campus one day, whatever it is, I want kids to, I put them through like a one-year exploration process that leads to self-discovery. And in the end, Tom, if they can come back to me and say, I realize, the more I can get them to say, I realize, yeah, yes. the, the more they, they're going to be winners in the game of life. That's wonderful. I love it. I, your enthusiasm, your ability to promote, uh, help people find what they want is great. And I love that. 
And I, I don't, where time is getting short because I want to ask you something else. Cause I know, as you told me earlier, you've got something in the corner there, which is a guitar, a bass guitar. And it's kind of a hook to say, what is that there? And why is it there? It's special because you do something special. And we have a few minutes. Could you tell us what it is you well, do? Hey, Tom, I, I appreciate you asking because it's a deep, meaningful thing. And I think we all need to have some things that are deeply meaningful to us besides our own agendas. And here I started playing the bass guitar about three years ago, and I joined uh, the School of Rock, which is an instructional school, and I still do training there, but I wound up creating my own band uh, with other students from the school, and we now have a very good band, and we started last summer, we, we did a big concert uh, in, the, in July, and we raised money for homeless veterans. Tom, we raised $15,000. It was the most amazing thing ever. So we're doing that again, and Where every concert you do it in person or online? No, no, it's in person. Wonderful, it's well, in wonderful. person, and and uh, we have a big event coming up uh, this next weekend, and yeah, we'll get three or four hundred people out to the event, but we'll we also have some fundraising, uh, you know, activities online leading up to it. So my goal is to raise twenty thousand. For, for a homeless veteran center in Bridgeport, Connecticut, that cares for 125 veterans every day. The name of it's called Homes for the Brave. And it's the greatest honor, Tom, in my life to be able to leverage this new love of playing music with bandmates to raise money for homeless veterans. So I love it. That's probably more important to me, Tom, than anything else that I do. Well, but it's wonderful you have these interests and you can use that same enthusiasm that you use with college students and with the parents to use with your music and building a team. Because a lot of people build, you know, get a band, but not everybody thinks about using that band to, to give some money, get some money raised for people that need it. And certainly the homeless veterans need it very much. Well, it's my, it's my I created the band, but it's not my band, but... Uh, I, I am the promoter and the organizer of the event. Uh, my band supports it. We consider ourselves a dedicated band. Anytime we play, we raise money for the Homeless Veteran Center, Homes for the Brave. That's wonderful. That's marvelous. I think the combination of what you do to, with music and what you do with the students is, a, is a, a really lovely life. And I admire you for doing it and appreciate that you're bringing some good news into our lives, that there are people like you helping. Because that's what, you know, I was a college student uh, application time and I had no help. My guidance, I go with you. My guidance instructor said, oh yeah, you get X, Y, Z points. Uh, you make these grades, so we'll put you in this school. Why? What was it about? But so I, what you're doing is wonderful helping students and getting them motivated. And what you're doing with the uh, band is wonderful too. So I thank you very much for doing all of that. Now I got a question, last question here for you. If other people are listening to us and getting as excited as I am about what you're doing and feeling good about it and want to learn more about it, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Well, I appreciate you asking that. The name of my business is called College Logic. It's one word, College Logic. But my website is mycollegelogic.com. So it's www.mycollegelogic.com. And if anybody goes on there on the main page, you can fill out a quick information sheet and, and get, have direct access to me. Otherwise, I love email. I check it all the time. 
my first name, Hans, H-A-N-S, Hans at mycollegelogic.com is a great way to get a hold of me. If you send me a message, I'll respond within 24 hours. I can assure you that. That is wonderful. And I thank you so much for doing this. Do you have any guidance or thoughts for the coming up? Here we are in the summer. People are going to college. We're going to start working with people towards the next college year. Any guidance as we start to move out of the pandemic? Yes, for sure. Simple, basic. Get involved. Be engaged in the process. Take ownership of your outcome. Be accountable for your own performance. And above all, access. Understand and learn how to access your deep feelings, passions, and desires, and, and be more open to expressing them. That, that the expression, we're human beings. We will win the game of life when we connect with other people on an emotional level. That happens through the heart, Tom. It doesn't happen through the brain. Right. Connect with people on an emotional level. That Heart of healing. I love that. And I love what you're doing. So thank you for the work that you do. Well, thank you. And what you're doing not only is for college entrance, it's for life's entrance. It's for really entering life fully. So thank you for doing that. I, I appreciate that. And I love doing it. The benefits and rewards come back to me a hundred times over. Well deserved. Thank, thank, thank you, you very much. Take care. Thank now. you, Tom. You bet.